0: Hello and welcome back to the Q's Conversations podcast. My name is John Boccasino, the communications specialist in Syracuse University's Office of Alumni Engagement. I'm also a 2003 graduate of the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications with a degree in broadcast journalism. I am so glad you found our podcast. When it comes to your favorite films, it's up to the actors and actresses to deliver memorable performances and for the screenwriters to put together an entertaining script. But before you see the movie in a theater or on a streaming device, Selena Saldana's job is to make sure that these movies are as marketable as possible to a wide audience. Saldana currently serves as the Vice President of Publicity for Film Nation, a post she's held for the last eight years. Saldana has promoted films at the Oscars in nearly every major film festival from Sundance and Cannes to London and Toronto. On the latest episode of the Cuse Conversations alumni podcast, Saldana is going to share her fascinating career journey, which started doing publicity and public affairs at the CBS affiliate in Chicago, and has included handling publicity for Oprah Winfrey's multimedia production company, Harpo Productions, and also the Weinstein Company. She is a true uh, orange fan through and through. She only applied to one school. That's how much passion and faith she had for Syracuse University. She got accepted into Newhouse, and she is our proud guest here on the Cuse Conversations Alumni Podcast. Selena, thank you so much for making the time to join us.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's uh, it, it's funny as we were kind of doing our prep for this podcast, uh, you had mentioned the fact that Syracuse was the only school that you had applied to, and you knew you wanted Syracuse, and you knew wa- you wanted Newhouse. It took a little bit of a leap of faith, uh, only applying to the one school. Take us through that thought process. So
1: I think, you know, coming from the Midwest, uh, I grew up in the Chicago suburbs. Um, you know, I was very ambitious with high school, in high school as a student journalist, and I had my heart set on going to one of the top journalism schools in the country. Um, at that time, I was, um, you know, my research and just my conversations um, with other students and faculty um, were pointing to Northwestern, Missouri, and Syracuse. Um, And since I already had grown up in the Midwest, I was looking, you know, to branch out a bit more. I also wanted the, you know, the full East Coast college campus experience. Um, And I think that's what finally won me over um, with Syracuse and Newhouse. And, And Newhouse is just so incomparable uh, with other schools. I think it's um, alumni base and just the community um, is really something special and something I was drawn to.
0: We are so glad you chose to represent the Orange because now we get a chance to talk about your Orange success story here on the Mm Acuse Conversations podcast and we'll save some more snippets from your Syracuse time and why you bleed orange and your experiences on campus, but let's talk about your current role here as the Vice President of publicity for Film Nation. In your role, describe what you do, how you promote a lot of the films, and especially the fact that you've got more of a focus on international uh, releases and international films, more so than like releases here in the States, correct?
1: Correct, yes. Um, so basically, Film Nation is um, a producer, financier, distributor, a sales agent of films, Um, We're an independent film company that basically does it all. Um, The company was started about 12 years ago. Um, We're based in New York. Um, We have offices now in LA and London. Um, And I got started at the company about eight years ago um, in a more junior publicity role, and then within a year was promoted um, to head up the publicity department there. a big part of our, about a big part of our job on a day-to-day basis is preparing for film festivals. Um, so as you mentioned before, some of the major film festivals like Cannes and Berlin, Venice, London, Toronto, Sundance, um, it, on the publicity team, we basically handle everything from soup to nuts when it comes to taking a film and all of its talent to a festival for the world premiere. So... That's, you know, putting together the budget, setting up all of the press, um, working with all the talent to see what, you know, what they can do for us while they're traveling um, to promote the film. And at the same time, um, like I said, with Film Nation, we focus mostly on international distribution um, in my role. So we work with all of the international distributors around the world. Every day I'm dealing with Um, our clients in the UK, Italy, Spain, Japan, um, really everyone around the world, and also coordinating with the U.S. distributors um, to help promote a film and make sure we're all aligned.
0: Now, when it comes to promoting films, and especially now uh, during these COVID times that we're all dealing with Selena, what has, how has your role changed when it comes to promoting films and garnering publicity for films, knowing that Uh, It seems like there's some opportunities out here that have been created by the pandemic. So how has your role in doing publicity and promotions changed and been affected by COVID-19?
1: I would say the biggest change is the kind of stop to all of the festival travel. Um, So the last festival I traveled to was Sundance uh, back in January, Um, And by now we would have maybe gone to Cannes. We would be prepping to leave for Venice or Toronto right now. So I think that for us, that's the biggest change on our publicity team is um, kind of veering away from the physical festival travel and all of the preparation and promotion that that entails. And focusing more on virtual press junkets, so setting up time with you know the directors and cast um, ahead of the theatrical or streaming releases. um, In some cases, Um, setting up time with them virtually, you know, doing phone interviews, Zoom video interviews um, ahead of release, and we kind of organize it the same way we would a regular press junket but just doing it virtually and it seems to be working across the board and talent are up for it and that's that's the biggest change for us right now
0: you have to capitalize you know we we talk about it all the time people have zoom fatigue they have screen fatigue so when you're trying to resonate and reach out to them the impetus is really on the content creators to be creative and try new things and new approaches and you know, star power still sells, I would imagine, when it comes to to Hollywood. If you've got a great star like a Tom Hanks, who is one of my favorite all-time actors, and you got a chance to market and, uh, and promote a movie that recently came out called Greyhound, uh, a typical uh, World War II movie about the Battle of the Atlantic and, you know, German U-boats chasing down a U.S. Navy commander. It's a cool story. I highly recommend Our alumni who are out there uh, who are listening to the podcast anything tom hanks does is worth your time but especially uh, something like greyhound that has a really cool historical context to it as well what was it like selena getting to promote did you get to work with tom and what was it like to try to promote this movie to the masses
1: so this is actually a perfect example of when you were asking how things have changed during covid um, this film was originally sold to Sony to be distributed theatrically. Um, it was supposed to have its big summer blockbuster release, and then COVID came around, and it actually sold to Apple, so it went to a streamer, and that kind of release when they have all of the all of the rights. Um, to release the film. We actually don't handle publicity in-house at Film Nation when it sells to, you know, worldwide to a streamer. Um, So we didn't work directly on promoting this film. Uh, We produced the film, we financed the film, Um, you know, our legal team, our production team, our sales team, everyone, you know, on behind the scenes at Film Nation worked tirelessly to make this film happen and to make sure it released on time. Um, but this was a good example of how things shifted a bit. Um, and with the streaming release, it was all handled by Apple and all the publicity was handled by
0: Apple. I'm glad you uh, corrected me on, on that regarding uh, what your role was. I just thought it was fascinating to have a role with Tom Hanks and get a chance to promote the works that he has done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I know. I, I wish that I had uh, worked directly with him on the promotion.
0: But that's not to say you haven't had a really strong uh, cast of films you've been in charge of promoting and producing in the past. Run through for us, Selena, some of the credits uh, that have been on your on your resume. And, uh, and, and let's go into some of the experiences you've had in dealing with uh, some actors and actresses that people might know from the podcast.
1: Sure. So I think one of my uh, most, you know, unique and eye-opening and, just wonderful experiences so far with film was when I went to Tokyo to promote the film Room with Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay. Um, she She had just won the Oscar a few months before for Best Actress for her role in the film. And Japan is usually one of the territories in the world that's the last to release. So The US will release the film, many other countries will release a film, and you could even have, you know, nine to 12 months later is when Japan finally releases the film. So that was the case for Room. Um, And by the time it came around for their trip and, you know, my trip with them to Japan, Brie was now a household name. Um, She, you know, we, met her it was me and one of the japanese publicists met her at the airport seemingly you know a quiet sunday night um, and out of nowhere came all of the fans from somewhere in the baggage claim area swarming her giving her gifts for herself for her dog (laughs) (laughs) apparently the airline there had uh, they, they get paid by the local media. So they had a photographer at the gate when she got off the plane. And this is when, the, these are all just things that happen on the ground and we just didn't feel the need to have security with us at that time because we thought it was just a quiet, you know, airport pickup. And yeah, she was photographed the moment she got off the plane. Um, and we're talking about, you know, she had just flown from Vietnam to Tokyo um, because she was filming Kong Skull Island at the time. So she, you know, came with all of her luggage from shooting for months and <laughs> got off the plane. And that's how the trip started. So we just, you know, you're, you're just kind of thrown in. You're in a different country. That was my first time in any Asian country. Um, I think my first 24 hours. And it was just incredible to see the energy of the fans, the respect from the fans, even though it, seemed aggressive. It was quite um, charming. Just, you know, the the fans were just, you know, just loved her and she's this new Oscar winner. And it was um, amazing to see the Japanese press and how they operated. We took, you know, Brie and Jacob to a lot of live TV shows, radio shows. Um, They did some newspaper and magazine interviews as well. And it was just uh, a really incredible experience to see different culture, different culture of press. Um, in my role in international publicity, I see the different attitudes and approaches from press from every different country. And it's it's pretty amazing, um, you know, how wildly different each territory can be. And Japan is definitely one of the most unique. Um, so I would say that would be one. My other, and I think that th- this is the animal lover in me, um, <laughs> but my other favorite, favorite... Um, experience ever was back when I was with the Weinstein company. I was just there for a year, um, but I was lucky enough to get to go to Oscar weekend to work with the little dog, Uggie, the Jack Russell Terrier that was in The Artist, um, which (laughs) as some of you may remember was the best picture winner and had won, I believe, five Oscars that year. Um, So I had gone to LA to basically be his talent handler.
0: Um, <laughs> that's a, that's a tough job right there. It Selena. Is a tough <laughs>
1: job. I have, I have many credentials from, you know, my years in publicity at premieres and junkets and festivals. And my absolute favorite, favorite credential is my Academy Awards, uh, credential. It says Selena Saldana, Uggie management <laughs> is how they labeled me. <laughs> Um, you know, we did a lot of fun things that weekend. We went to Jimmy Kimmel. He did a People Magazine photo shoot at a Beverly Hills hotel, you know, poolside. Um, I took him to the Oscars rehearsal. Billy Crystal was the host that year. So I went with him and, you know, he's sitting on these chairs that have markers on them for Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts. And he's sitting on the chair in between and Billy Crystal is saying something and then Uggie has to, you know, bark on command. So it was, um, you know, that was just a dream come true for me. Anyone who knows me knows what an animal lover I am. And I was just in heaven.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No truth to the rumor, Selena, that you served as Uggie's interpreter for all the uh, events, right? (laughs)
1: Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I would say, yeah, I I did have a brief moment where I was considering, um, I mean, I guess secretly deep down in my mind, being a, an animal publicist for film and television because they're just so sweet and you know, they don't talk back or cancel publicity or, you
0: know. <laughs> Is, um, do you have any other favorite uh, Hollywood animal uh, talent that you've been a fan of either through, uh, you know, work similar to your work with Uggie or something that you've, you know, as a, as a fan of, of, of movies growing up, any, any top uh, Hollywood animal talents?
1: Oh, I know another one. Film Nation worked on the bling ring, uh, which Emma Watson um, started. And at the Cannes Film Festival, this is my first Cannes Film Festival. I think I've been to maybe six or seven now. Um, but at my first Cannes, they had this little goofy, like kind of a joke, but not really, uh, award ceremony for animal performers. And the dogs in the bling ring won an award so i had to go and give a speech you know on the beach in Cannes, accepting an award for these dogs uh, <laughs> i don't remember their names but they were great <laughs>
0: <laughs> again quite a tough life you lead selena It
1: is, yeah it's really a tough <laughs> life yeah
0: but it's great to get these insights and you know i'm glad you've mentioned again some of the challenges that you've been presented doing the virtual junkets during COVID 19. i want to talk about another film Uh, that Film Nation is going to be promoting. It's getting a lot of buzz. I was reading an article on Deadline uh, talking about the uh, spy thriller 355 with a predominantly female cast of of leads out there, uh, including Marianne Cotillard. Uh, There's Jessica Chastain, you know, uh, Lupita Nyong'o. There's a ton of talent that people, Penelope Cruz is in the cast. And this movie, I don't need to tell you, but it's getting picked up all over the place, sold out internationally. You know, Germany, France, United Kingdom, Italy, Spain, Canada, uh, China, Japan, Switzerland. I mean, all over. This film is catching fire. Um, what has your role been so far with uh, with Three Fifty Five? And what's it been like to work on a project like this that really? There's so much buzz and I don't believe what the movie doesn't come out until 2021. Correct.
1: So the film it's called three, five, five. Basically that was, you know, back then a code name for a female spy. Um, And this movie was actually, I think when it comes to my biggest challenge ever, you know, physically on the ground at an event or coordinating talent, uh, this film, we, we, did a big presentation for buyers in Cannes a couple of years ago. Um, so basically at the Cannes Film Festival, you have the film festival, which is like finished films, You're world premiering them, screening them to an audience. And then you also have the Cannes Film Market, which you are selling rights to films that are usually not made yet. Um, so we did that with 355. Um, we brought, All of the talent, um, so exactly like you said, Jessica Chastain, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, Penelope Cruz, Marion Cotillard, and Fan Bingbing. Um, Marion Cotillard was since replaced with Diane Kruger um, in the cast, so Diane is actually in the film. Um, But what we did in Cannes was bring all five. We did a big photo shoot. Um, At the Hotel Du Cap, which is, you know, big famous hotel in Cannes, um, beautiful setting, kind of away from it all, a little bit more private setting, um, with a very uh, wonderfully talented, loved by talent photographer, Greg Williams, who's based in London. We did, yeah, so we did the photo shoot at the hotel, we had the girls, uh, the women take the boat uh, from that hotel to another pier. They did photo shoot on the boats, on this big beautiful speedboat that Jessica Chastain had arranged with a friend. Um, then they you know, pulled up to a pier in Cannes where we had, I don't know, 50, 75 photographers did a big photo call with them right on the water. And this was just to generate publicity and it, and it did. If you ever Google 355 Cannes, you'll see all the beautiful images of the five of them together. Um, And they really had a bond right from the start. That was their first time all five being together. And then they did a big presentation for all the buyers. So the international distributors who had not yet bought the movie, um, who were interested in buying it. They did a presentation. They all spoke about their roles, what brought them to the film. And that's how you generate sales. And it it did break uh, a can record for one of the biggest sales ever. Um, And sometimes it takes, you know, the star power and it's not just the star power, but it's showing the distributors that the talent are really supportive of this film and want to be there and be out front and, um, you know, proud of the film. So that was, yeah, that was a, a lot of coordinating, you know, we had to take small boat to the big boat because the docks were too small for the big boat to so I'm transferring these women their hair and makeup teams (laughs) security and our photographer mid-water hoping no one falls in and hoping somehow (laughs) magically we can be on time for the hundreds of photographers and buyers waiting for them on the other end um so I think (laughs) after that day I think that it made me feel like I could I could uh, kind of pull off anything on the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's quite the uh, quite the magic act, uh, you know, by land and by sea to to make the shoot happen with all this, you know, awesome talent promoting the movie three five five, and can't wait to see the movie when it comes out in twenty twenty one. And uh, Selena, in your role as vice president of publicity, you're pretty high up the food chain at Film Nation, and it seems like you've done this at kind of a a little bit of a young age. What would you attribute to climbing the ladder? Uh, you've been at Film Nation for eight years. What are some of your secrets to success to make it up this far the ladder?
1: Well, I think one of the biggest um, goals I had for myself when I was entering the industry was to, instead of taking a junior role on a publicity or communications team, to take an, like, an executive assistant role to the people who I wanted to learn from the most in the industry. Um So this started working with, at CBS2 in Chicago, I was on their communications and publicity team, and I was the executive assistant to the general manager there. Um, He ran the whole station. He is one of the most iconic uh, television executives in Chicago, and he actually, coincidentally, was one of the executives who interviewed Oprah when she first came to Chicago. And I later worked for Oprah, so it was kind of, you know, serendipitous that that happened. But his name is Joe Ahern. He was my first real mentor in the industry. Uh, from CBS, I moved on to Harpo Studios, um, where I joined the publicity team for the last three seasons of the Oprah Show. And my boss there, Lisa Halliday, again, you know, she was the head of publicity for Oprah for well over a decade. Um, you know, responsible for some of the most iconic moments in television history uh, with Oprah and Oprah's amazing team. And to me, it was so important to work closely with someone who had that incredible experience, passion, drive, who could inspire their teams around them to do their best work. Um, So working directly with them as an assistant really really helped me see what they were doing every single day how they operate so hey one day i would love to have that job i want to see what that person does all day long every day how they communicate how they manage their relationships and that to me was yeah having this assistant role to someone who would be a mentor to you and from there i moved on to the weinstein company uh, sarah greenberg roberts Uh, took me under her wing there. That was my first film job. And again, um, I wasn't in an assistant role there, but I was in a more junior position. And I was working on corporate publicity and supporting the film campaigns for the Weinstein Company. And Sarah, again, was just another terrific leader who I worked very closely with. I think also working in smaller independent companies like I have, um, aside from CBS, which is a bit bigger, but Harpo Studios and the Weinstein Company and Film Nation, when you work in these more, you know, independent, family-oriented types of offices, um, your your exposure to what all the other teams are doing is so much greater, I think, than sometimes when you're kind of lost in a big studio system.
0: Do you feel it's more of like a a family atmosphere at Film Nation?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Film Nation, I have to say, they have, from day one, I've just appreciated this and I recognized it right away and I knew this about their reputation. Film Nation's culture, their company culture, the way they treat their employees, um, it's just pure gold. Um, It's really unlike many other atmospheres I could imagine and Film Nation's dedication to helping employees grow you know not just in the industry but i think just as human beings and always being there for each other um is really something i think that's just you know you can't compare um to so many others in the industry um and to me i think that that's helped me grow i think that that made me feel comfortable from the start to even you know put myself up for the promotion um to be the head of publicity early on. Um, It was a scary ask and it was, you know, it was a big leap of faith for myself to take on the challenge, Um, but I felt supported there. And yeah, it just, yeah, I I can't say enough about it. I've been there, it'll be eight years in October. Um, It's been an amazing eight years.
0: What's the best piece of advice you've ever received from somebody that's really helped to guide and navigate you on your career journey?
1: Oh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, I think one big thing that I've learned from the very beginning, and this may sound a bit blunt, but is, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get. So whether it's wanting to go on a work trip that maybe you're not senior enough to go on, wanting to be put up for that promotion, wanting to um, advocate for yourself for a raise, which there are a lot of, um, you know, a lot of young women in our industry who are definitely not paid as well as their male peers. And that's something that I've always made sure to, you know, whether it's for my promotion or just the exposure to the type of work I'd like to be doing if I wasn't doing it already. um, Just ask, there is no harm in asking. I've always, you know, since then as as a leader at the company now, I, you know, I want, my peers at the company to feel they can come to me too and and always ask um even if you know even if you're a little scared i think sometimes people think you know i'll put my head down i'll work hard and you know when my time comes i'll be rewarded um and i I do really think it's those who are proactive um you know advocate for themselves and their team members um, that really you know, make a difference. They don't just wait for it to happen. So I'm, I'm very proactive uh, like that with my career.
0: That's great advice to give to students uh, who might be listening, who want to know how to get into the industry. Um, what other specific advice might you have, Selena, for some of the students who are listening, especially I hear you're going to be having a, a Syracuse uh, mentor uh, coming up, uh, a new member on your team. Is that right?
1: That's right. Um, we have a recent Syracuse grad. Um, she was a Newhouse um, grad, uh, Bridget Kennedy, who joined our marketing, publicity t- or marketing and distribution team um, in the last year or so. And at Film Nation, we have a mentor-mentee program. And Bridget um, requested to be my mentee. And we just had this immediate bond um, from the moment she walked in Uh, and became, we call ourselves the citizens of Film Nation. Um, (laughs) It's a little (laughs) cult-like, but hey, it works for us. (laughs) It works for us in our culture. Um, But the the moment she came in the door, in our office in Chelsea, um, we were just very much kindred spirits. And I think a lot of Syracuse uh, grads, and, and I hope that, you know, other Syracuse grads feel that same kind of camaraderie. And even though Syracuse University and Newhouse, um, you know, they're both quite large schools, um, but they're very much as a bond and, and a, a real desire to support each other. Um, you know, I've had other grads who I don't know who've reached out on LinkedIn and I, I love nothing more than to, um, you know, connect with them and give them any advice I can. And Bridget, yeah, she just, we, we connected immediately. <laughs> <laughs> to answer a
0: question, long, long answer. <laughs> and, and it's great because I, I say this line so many times, but it's, it's, the proof is in the pudding out there when it comes to our alumni. There's 241,000 around the world who would do anything if you ask in the right manner and be tactful about it. People wanna help other alumni and young students get to where they wanna go in their careers. We've all, you know, on the shoulders of giants, we stand. We've all gotten where we are with the help of people uh, who take an interest in our careers and in our, our passions. That's why it's great to hear you talk about the mentoring opportunities and, and giving back to alumni. When it comes to your Syracuse experience, what are some of your favorite memories from being on the Hill?
1: You know, I think one of my immediate memories from being in house was, uh, and this isn't a negative thing, uh, it may sound like it at first, but I was intimidated Um, I was intimidated by my classmates and how bright they were and how motivated they were. And I always felt, you know, to be that one in my high school, um, you know, a whole lot of us in my high school who were the same. Um, But intimidation, I think, was just such a a good motivator for me um, to rise to the challenge and to be at their level. Um, You know, people who, students who join Newhouse come from all different backgrounds, all different educations around The country and around the world. And uh, I immediately felt, you know, this was time to rise to the challenge. Um, And it just kind of put me in the right mindset. Um, So that, that to me was an immediate memory. Um, I think another memory, um, (laughs) it still makes me out of breath thinking about it, but going up the steps and down the steps multiple times a day. Um, on the Mount, uh, I lived in Flint, uh, 2A. (laughs) Mm.
0: 123 long steps from the top to the bottom of that corridor. Is
1: that how many it is?
0: Think about that. You had 123 steps. So the impetus is on you. You can't leave your textbooks (laughs) in your residence hall up in Flint 2A because otherwise, (laughs) bye bye We'll, we'll see you later after class.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, oh, another great memory, and this is actually connected to Newhouse as well, was Before we even started school, and you may may remember this as well, um, before you started at Syracuse was when you had a peer advisor assigned to you. So my peer advisor, I still worship her to this day. Um, I admire her so much. Her name is Sharon Aime. Um, I believe she ended up being the valedictorian of her Syracuse University graduating class. Um, But she was a Newhouse student. Um, She was also from the Midwest. So she... Understood, uh, you know, my more Midwestern demeanor coming to the East Coast, feeling a bit intimidated. Um, she was just wonderful and made me feel comfortable and at home right away. Um, she also is the one who, because she was in, um, you know, the Tridelt sorority made me interested in that house because I was like, if these girls are anything like Sharon, I want to be their friends. And they were. (laughs) So I joined Tridal and I had, you know, of course, so many memories um, from the house there. Um, But I yeah, a large part of it is um, from Sharon. Um, She was she was just amazing. And and made me feel welcome and at home right away.
0: And another thing I want to get to, Selena, with your Syracuse story, and it almost was like a precursor for all of the travel that you've done, whether it's Berlin, the Cannes Film Festival, Toronto, you know going overseas to Asia to promote uh, the movies. you were a study abroad. you were a Syracuse abroad participant. Where did you study and what type of impact did that have on both your education and uh, and your life in general?
1: I hadn't traveled a lot growing up um, out of the country, so um, I went to the University of Wollongong, uh, which is in New South Wales in Australia. Um, it's about an hour south of Sydney. Um, there were three schools at the time that we could apply to, and Wollongong is the school that I ended up going to. It was a small group of Syracuse students that went, and I absolutely loved it, and um, it was, I had an Australian roommate, which I, I requested. So again, you don't ask, you don't get like a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the other American students were paired, uh, which is fine, but we're paired with other American students. And I was like, Hey, you know, I want an Australian sister, I want to, you know, go hang out with her family in the bush, like on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, you know, her family, they were horseback riders, and they took me out on like a very long horseback ride that I was not prepared for, but that was my experience. Um, I was there for a semester. That was my time to, you know, explore Australian politics, Aboriginal studies. Um, I took some psychology classes, things at Syracuse that I just hadn't done. Um, And I think the biggest thing that it gave to me was even a greater sense of independence um, because you're truly, you know, you're living in the dorm, um, But you're, you know, you're in another hemisphere, Um, you know, coming from the Midwest and just made that stepping stone to the East Coast. And then, of course, I, you know, probably drove my parents crazy by choosing, you know, a school in the Southern hemisphere um, that was a million miles away. Um, But just that, that independence that it teaches you, I think that that's the right age to do it. I went second semester of junior year, Um, I think that you're kind of mentally and emotionally prepared for, um, you know, a new challenge. And I always say if I, you know, if there were ambassadors for study abroad programs at Syracuse, I would be signing up because I think every student, if they can possibly make it work, um, should have that experience. It's a life experience that, you know, no degree, no internship um, can possibly give you.
0: I'm with you, Selena. The, I went to London for a semester, my second semester of my junior year. It was an awesome eye-opening experience. I'd never been further away from home than Chicago. So it was a whole different, not quite the Southern Hemisphere like you going to Australia, but it was still That's nice real. to, yeah, yeah, you get away, you, you, you open up your horizons and check out new experiences. And for someone like you, Who had your sights set on Syracuse from day one you go to Syracuse you're obviously an orange ambassador you bleed orange (laughs) what does it mean to you to be an alumna of Syracuse University
1: you know Syracuse to me it's funny because you make these decisions and this was you know I graduated from high school in 2001 so 19 years ago um what I love about Syracuse is they're just more relevant than ever. They stay relevant, they move with the times. Newhouse has progressed immensely since I've been there. There's nothing about the school that remains, you know, static and just, you know, status quo. Um, And so to me, being part of a community that is continuously listening to the students, most importantly, listening to the students listening to the world outside of them and not being, you know, tone deaf to what's going on. Um, Syracuse has always been a place um, that absolutely embraces diversity and inclusivity. And I think everyone um, at least, you know, in my, in my industry, I can see is making efforts, you know, if they weren't before making them now um, to open their eyes um, to keeping our industry and, uh, you know, even people that we see on screen in our films and, t- and television shows and podcasts, um, making sure everyone's represented. And I just think Syracuse has always done an excellent job of that. So I think that the school really means that to me. Um, and I have a lot of friends and, or even just acquaintances of all walks of life who come from the university, who I see doing all different things. And, um, you know, I'm just very proud of everybody.
0: It's touching to hear you say that, Selena. You've had a great run so far with your Orange Success story. I know that there's many more chapters of your story uh, to go, especially with your work here as the Vice President of Publicity for Film Nation. Selena, thank you for making the time to come on the podcast, and uh, we wish you nothing but the best of luck.
1: Thank you so much, John. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for checking out the latest installment of the Q's Conversations podcast. You can find our podcast on all of your major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also find our podcast at alumni.syr.edu slash Conversations and anchor.fm slash Conversations. My name is John Boccasino signing off for the Q's Conversations podcast.